0: Hello, I'm Ella McNish, and I play the voice of Charlize Madison. And I'm Nick A., and I play the voice of Michael Webb. Thanks for listening to our suspense, murder, mystery, nostalgia. An independently produced audio drama that can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite listening platform. You can also listen to us directly at madaromediaproductions.transistor.fm. I really hope you enjoy the story. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Qualia is the internal subjective component of perception. A property as perceived or experienced by a person, defined by instances of conscious conscious experience. experience. Do you feel? Do you see as I see? Do I feel? Do you feel as I feel? Do you see as I see? Am I wrong or right? Was he wrong? I don't know. How true are the memories of better times? When we remember that it's over when we remember that it's over. We are who we, are we have become. Who we become. Uh... Hello, Michael. What can I do for you, Doc? I came to see how you're doing, despite the, uh, we're not doing that. They've allowed me to come and speak. I'm not your client anymore, Doc. You're not my client. I'm a murderer. But I'm still your friend. I know you feel betrayed, but who else is on your side? I don't need anyone on my side. Yes, you do. Why won't you let me help you? I don't you? need help! I know what I am. Michael, I know we haven't spoken in months, but please, talk to me. What? What can I do for you, Doc? You said you blacked out. You, you said it was different. How was it different? I said I don't remember. Michael... It was different. It was raining and I could hear each drop hit the ground like the ticking of a wristwatch. Passing cars sounded like waves breaking. I was laying on that bench okay. under the overpass for God knows how long. I woke up out of breath. Must have been a bad dream. (sighs) (sighs) Fuck. (sighs) It was a cell phone vibrating. I've never owned one. Never cared to. So I left it alone. It was cold. So I zipped up my coat and started walking. I was nervous. The police were out, sirens howling like wolves warning threats nearby. It seemed like one of those nights. I noticed a diner down the street and thought they should be able to tell me where I was. But then. Hey! Hey, you left this! I stopped, but there was no one around. Then, out of nowhere, some guy approached me with the phone in his hand. Your phone? It was on a bench when you got up. It's not my phone. You sure? I saw you using it yesterday. Yesterday? What do you mean you saw me? We're neighbors, well, so to speak. I'm in the room three doors down from you, at the sunset. The sunset rise... He motioned across the park at a seedy-looking motel with only three lit neon lights. A shithole. I was wondering why you're sleeping out here. But I know those beds aren't exactly much different from that bench, am I right? I had no idea what he was talking about. I looked past him in time to see a couple prostitutes in front, handing what I imagined was money to some guy. No doubt he was a pimp with that getup. You know, you really should be more careful about where you leave something like that. I didn't engage. I was lost and overwhelmed. I turned back to him, and he looked uncomfortable. Well, uh, here. I took the phone as it started vibrating again. It was a name I didn't recognize, but then again, I wouldn't. It wasn't my phone. But I thought it might be useful, so I declined the call and just put it in my pocket, while he stood there. Like an asshole trying to flirt at a high school senior's birthday party. Except, we were in the fucking rain. Well, you want a tip? (coughs) Shit. Well, a thank you would have been nice, you know. You never know what someone's going through. Fuck that guy. Couldn't help me. As he walked away, I took the phone back out of my pocket. needed a password. Go figure. I turned the rest of my pockets out. They were empty except a set of keys fell to the ground. I picked them up and the label on the chain read, S-R-I, Sunset, rise in. (laughs) I went across the park. The lobby smelled like sex and weed. No one was behind the desk, so I rang the bell. No one came out. I rang again. Nothing. Hey! Anyone back there? No response. That's when I noticed the check-in screen was opened on the computer. So I took it upon myself to look. Apparently I had checked in the day before. Room 6, Floor 2. I made my way upstairs. I was cautious. The door to room 6 was ajar. Getting weird looks from the woman and her child down the hall, staring at me. I opened the door and was hit by a stench. smelled like something fucking died. I didn't want to go in. Why did I have these keys in my pocket? I put my shirt over my nose, held my breath, and went in. It was destroyed. Everything was turned over. The bed was off the frame. The drawers out of the dresser. The TV was busted up. I took a few more steps in. That's when I saw her. I checked to see if she was alive. When I got closer, I saw her hands and feet tied. Her throat cut. There was nothing I could do. Who the fuck would do that? She looked like she was 18. A fucking kid. I reached into her pockets to see if she had some ID on her. The cops busted in. It didn't look good. But it wouldn't be the first time I knew I shouldn't have gone in there. I knew once I did that this was it. some